launched again near me really uh, kind of allows people to build their own version of Facebook internally for their own companies like Intel uh, and uh, and Uplift and some other companies. Launched in 2014, again, now serving 150 companies, paying on average a grand per month. So 150 grand per month right now on pure SaaS revenue. That's up from 40 grand per month just a year ago. So healthy growth, totally bootstrapped, which obviously is great. 5% logo churn per year. Net revenue retention, though, well over 120% year over year as they you know work towards more kind of enterprise, higher value accounts. They've got 25 people based between San Fran, St. Louis, Sydney, and Europe. Hello, everybody. My guest today is Adam Broadway. He's a lifelong tech entrepreneur, adrenaline adventurer, whose deep technical knowledge and strategic business acumen helped him uh, helped in the acquisition of his previous SaaS business to Adobe in 2009. He's an expert in building high-performance teams, technology, and marketplaces. He loves his, uh, Adam and his team love to solve hard problems alongside enterprise and SMB clients alike. His current product called Near Me is going through a rebrand. We're going to talk about it today. Adam, are you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely. Well, All thanks, right. Nathan, for having me on the show. Of course. What are you rebranding to? Platform OS. Okay. Platform-OS.com is the website. And what's it do? Well, the the, the way we came to be where we are now is after the, my last company, Business Catalyst, was sold to Adobe in 2009, uh, there was a, a shift going on in what we saw from traditional e-commerce, one-to-many type businesses to more of the marketplace. You know, they, they talk about the changing place of, of work, uh, marketplaces for accessing talents on an ad hoc basis, uh, Airbnb. eBay was a good example of a new way of connecting people to products, uh, obviously Lyft and Uber, marketplaces. And so we decided to, to shift from what we'd previously seen as one-to-many type of e-commerce to a many-to-many model which is the traditional marketplace. And uh, Near Me Marketplaces was what we originally branded as. But over the last uh, two years in particular, our product breadth has gone from just not just marketplaces to learning management systems and CRM and accounting and you name it. People are building that on us. So we decided Platform OS was the new brand. And, and what is the – so can you give an example of a customer that's using you that you can talk about and really describe – yeah, sure. I mean, uh, I can even do a screen share if that screen share won't that, screen share won't work. But okay, but tell sure. me about one. You bet. Uh, well, Intel is a client, and here's an example of an enterprise who, like many enterprise companies, are going cap in hand to the big social media companies like Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn, and saying, "Can we please get some um, information on our community?" Because people are going off and building a, a Facebook group, and in there there might be one related to Intel. So Intel say, "Hey, why don't, can't we build our own version of Facebook?" And that's what they've done with DevMesh. DevMesh is a Intel branded Facebook for developers all over the world to connect with other developers in the Intel ecosystem. And they're listing up their projects, they're joining groups, public, private, secret groups. So Intel has their own version of Facebook, if you like, on our platform. Hallmark is another example. And so where are you playing in that? You're like an SDK that they use to code this faster? You, you could say that. It, it is like an SDK, but it's fully hosted, so you don't have to worry about back-end technology. Our platform is a big wrapper around AWS, around Azure, around Google hosting, around Ali Host, uh, Alibaba as well. So you can deploy on any of the infrastructure as a service. I businesses. see. I see. And is this we a PurePlay SaaS company? So we're a platform as a service and we have SaaS businesses building on top of us. But okay. I guess in our direct relationships with bigger brands, we are the SaaS provider. But underlying that is our platform product on which SaaS companies are building, as I said, learning management systems and, uh, and the like. 
so so on average, and I want to avoid going down every customer cohort here because I'm sure you have many use cases. But on average, what's a customer paying for this in terms of ACV? Would you say? Okay, so at the at the low end, say the uh, we have a, a startup that came to us, uh, three ladies who quit their day jobs as lawyers, and they wanted to start a, a high end ladies fashion dress rental business. Uh, they set up the site for less than ten thousand dollars and are paying $500 a month. So that's at the low end. For a marketplace, we go down to $100 a month for smaller, just non-marketplace sites. But that's so that's thinking of the smaller, medium-sized businesses. On the high end, uh, UiPath, I don't know if you've heard about them recently in the news, robotic process automation company UiPath. They had a $1 billion valuation at March this year and now have a $3 billion valuation. And they are now running their marketplace on our platform as well as a whole bunch of other things. They're at the enterprise tier. And in that scenario, they have their own dedicated stack, DevOps, and a whole bunch of things that they effectively rent from us. So that pricing point is, you know, you're starting at the the $80,000 setup and going up from there. And monthly rentals start at $2,000 a month. Okay. So so basically, fi- ignoring the setup fees, you basically have 500 to 2000 bucks per month, something like that. And would you fair to say, would it, I mean, which one do you skew towards? Would you say it's more 2000 or more 500 Actually, it's, there's a nice split of 50-50 right now. There's okay. a lot of entrepreneurs jumping in and creating marketplaces in very specific niches. A lot of communities of practice, if you like. So is it fair to say that an average might fall right in the middle there, about 1000 a month? Yep. Okay. Yep. Interesting. And you, do you, that setup fee, is that always kind of a portion of the first year ACV? Like how do you price that setup fee? Yeah. So the setup fee is more around the heavy lifting on getting it, the site uh, or the instance set up. Now we've automated a lot of that, but it's usual for somebody to want some customization for their front end design to be applied. And so that's where that comes in. Interesting. Okay. So, so let me ask you a question then over the past 12 months, when you look at your total hundred percent revenue pie, what percent has come from kind of the one-time setup fees versus true SaaS? Okay. Uh, I would say 30%. Okay. 30 to 40% is on. So true, it, the model is true SaaS. It's recurring. Yeah. ARR is where we're focused. And now that we have channel partners, because developers come on board and build on top of us, we have, there's no setup fee involved there. They're basically selling and building anything on top and it's all subscription. Revenue. Oh, cool. Okay. Got it. That makes sense. And, and put this on a timeline for us. When did you launch? What year? So we launched, uh, just on four and a half years ago. Uh, so was that 2004? We started with wait, hold on, 2004 thing. or 2014? So, sorry, 2014. Yeah, dropped dropped 10 years out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Good catch. Um, and so I'm wishing my life away. That's okay. Uh, we, we, we kicked off with a marketplace called Desks Near Me. Uh, we wanted to make sure we, we could build a marketplace and understood not just the technology nuances, but what's the customer experience like outside of the technology. You need to be able to answer the phones. You've got to understand how both sides, the guests and the host work. So after building that, we, we then had been doing that on our white-labeled marketplace engine. That's when we went into uh, Near Me about 18 months after launching Desks Near Me. Mm-hmm. We open, opened up the platform for others. And then since then, we've seen a lot of different types of businesses come and go. And now we've really consolidated. Our growth uh, is 
is starting to get into the, what do you what do you call it uh, crossing the chasm we're yeah, on yeah. that chasm we're on, we're on the other side of the chasm on that that's Jeffrey stick, right? Jeffrey Moore language there um so quick that's questions right. here about how you've done this bootstrapped or raised capital bootstrapped okay we have we've been um, putting our own money in as far as working hard getting real customers solving real problems and H- how many how many the, how many customers have you scaled to today. Uh, so we have over 300 sites. Not all of them are live, and some of them have dropped off along the way. Um, what about just like active live today? Would you say active live? I would say 150, about half. Why do they drop off? So uh, in the case of entrepreneurs, and in and you might say that some of them are entrepreneurs. They want to be an entrepreneur. The entrepreneurs go in and they don't have the stickability. They don't realize that it actually takes about three years to get a business to full gestation and ready to rock and roll. So when they're not a billion dollar unicorn in the first 12 months, some of them just go oh, too hard. Uh, others just haven't researched their niche well enough and go off and go, okay, I'm gonna come back and build something on this a little differently. So that's uh, the main reason why. Guys, just wanna give you a heads up. I will be in Sydney on December 3rd and 4th speaking at SaaStock Australasia, presenting an entirely new data set focused on companies in Asia, benchmarks of Asia SaaS companies, including obviously Australia as well. It's gonna be a really special data set. You know, the trends I see in that data is very different than trends I see in European or North American SaaS companies. So you wanna be there. You're also gonna learn from a lot of great speakers. Zero will be there, Charge B, Charge G2, Zora is going to be in town. LB Harvey from Intercom will be there. So it's an event you don't want to miss. Lots of investors will be there as well. And as you know, SaaS Talk always does an incredible job with the number one SaaS conference in Europe in Dublin, over 5,000 people. They're now bringing it to Australia, specifically Sydney for SaaS Talk Australasia. So I hope to see you there. I do have 10 discounted tickets. It's 25% off. The code to use, remember this, is LATKA, my last name, L-A-T-K-A, Two five. The number is two five. Latka two five. So go to nathanlatka.com forward slash Sydney right now to use that coupon code. When you do that, email me that you did it. And as a thank you, as a reward, because I love meeting people in person, we'll set up a 10 or 15 minute one-on-one time session at Sydney in between when I'm speaking, we'll get some time in the hallway or our conference room or meeting room together. I would enjoy that. So nathanlatka.com forward slash Sydney, use code Latka 25. Love to see you there. December 3rd and 4th in Sydney. Now, so if I take 150 active today, right, and you said the average is called maybe a grand per month, it looks like just the SaaS string, you're doing about 150 grand per month right now. Is that accurate? That's very accurate. And take me back a year. What were you doing in terms of just SaaS in November 2017? Oh, uh, it would be probably um, less than a quarter of that. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so call it maybe 50, 40, 50 grand. Yeah. Okay, that's impressive growth. So where's most of that growth come from? It's it's coming through in that split. So half of it's coming from the SMB mid-tier market and half of it's coming from our enterprise clients. We've got a lot of solid enterprise clients and their their monthlies are anything up to 15K a month. Mm-hmm. Are you, so when you look at your revenue churn per year, what is that today? Gross, don't add back expansion. Uh, so on the gross... A range is cool. Oh. A range is cool too, by the way. Sorry, excuse me. That's okay. Uh, well, I'd, I'd I'd have to do have to sit down and do the the sums on that. I'm not good on my feet. That's okay. Well, um, I mean, churn's critical though in a SaaS company. Most CEOs know what their churn is. Um, true. 
And uh, our, well, in the last six months, our churn has just been reduced dramatically. So we got a lot of our churn early on in the business, which is when we had a lot of uh, mostly small, medium businesses on the platform who dropped off because well, they weren't the right fit. So, so how high was it? How bad was churn back then? I would say we had about a, it was high. I would say a 40 to between a 40 and a 60% churn. Annually? Yes. And what have you been able to drop that to? Oh, we haven't. Uh, we probably have about a, it's down to around 5% and going less because per month? of the, uh, annually. Okay. So wait. So you went from so in, fifty. In, you went from fifty percent annual months. churn down to five percent annual churn in twelve months. Okay. And and I mean, why? That's significant. Why? How'd that change? Because some of the the churn was uh, us actually letting go of the client. This relationship isn't working. So we encourage them uh, to actually go to other suppliers in some cases because the uh, our development and the direction that we were taking was not in line with what they wanted to achieve. And so some of that was us saying, hey, look, this isn't going to work out. Let's depart uh, and end the business relationship. So in in some cases, we effectively, I guess you would call it, sack the client. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay, so revenue churn is down now today. And then when you look at you know the customers you had exactly a year ago, by what percent do they typically expand by year over year? Do you know? Sorry, just there was a little bit of a, a lag there. That's what, okay, what expansion that? revenue. What's that, that at? Question? You'll have to define expansion revenue for me. I'm, I'm not familiar with that term. Yeah, yeah. So if you have uh, folks uh, that start off in year one paying you a grand per month or, or call it 12 ah, grand a okay. year, by year right. two, what do you expand them to typically? Gotcha. So they're, they're stepping up in tiers. So the, the tiers that they would step up in, it really depends on what their niche is. So in the consumer market where they're going after, say, dress rental, we're seeing quite large expansion on the, that revenue. So let's say they start at 500, we'd expect them to be at a 2,000 per month uh, rate uh, in the next nine months. Whereas a community site, more like um, a Hallmark, where they have, say, 40,000 uh, members, and its its growth is very steady, incremental. Uh, what we also see is that the expansion in revenues isn't necessarily based on the number of users or products or services that are sold through the marketplace. It's around usage. So as the usage increases and they turn on more functionality. Yeah, but usage uh, of what? Usage specific, like so the, there's different modules that can be turned on in a marketplace. Maybe they start just purely transactionally, like, hey, buy my stuff, buy my product or rent my dress or rent my office space. But we turn on a community functionality. And suddenly people aren't actually going straight to the transaction. They're discussing topics of interest within that community of practice. So do you price so, like per topic? If people have a thousand topics, oh, you, you're- It's purely usage. Very similar to the AWS model. So we just go based on how many computational cycles, how many API calls, how I much see. data is uploaded. I see. Uh, that's one approach. With our ecosystem of developers, developers might have functionality like a learning management system, and they may have a license fee for X number of users to use that IP on someone else's marketplace. So, Adam, I'll add up all this together to the macro level, right? If you go back a year, all the people you signed up November of 2017, and you look at all that same cohort today, are, does the expansion revenue more than make up for any lost revenue? Oh, absolutely. By how much? Over 100%. How much? I would say, yeah, I would say, I would say at the low, low end of 100, 120%. It's, okay. it's definitely just over. 
Um, and it was a good move. It, it hurt when we were going through that, you know, deliberately reducing our our client base. Uh, but the investment has paid off hugely. And then, and then in order to get a new thousand dollar a month customer, what's your fully weighted CAC typically? Well, everything so far has been organic. So we haven't done any formalized advertising. But fully not- weighted. So including team members, customer support, onboarding, marketing, sales. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, I don't have a number I can give you on okay, that. Okay, that's okay. You don't you got you don't use that yeah. metric really to drive acquisition. No. What's the team size today? Twenty five. And where's everyone based? We have people in the U.S. Uh, so we have on in San Francisco, in uh, the Midwest, out of uh, St. Louis, Missouri. We have uh, Sydney, Australia, and predominantly in the Europe. In Europe, we have our engineering team based out of there. That's great. So uh, San Fran, St. Louis, Sydney, and Europe, uh, 25 people today. Uh, not sure on, on in terms of CAC yet. What about, I mean, what about funding? Do you have any plans to raise capital? Do you want to raise capital? We, I think, you know, throwing some fuel on the fire would be useful in the year ahead. Uh, and I think some st- strategic investment for the right, from the right type of people. And that may even be some of our large enterprise clients might well come in and say, hey, we can actually white label this and take this to our customers. Yep. Let's invest. So that's probably where we'll go. We don't necessarily need to do an investment round. You're profitable right now? We uh, break even okay. nicely. So what we have uh, is in the, in the last company we built, we built and sold without, getting, uh, without taking funding, not that's a great. dollar. That's great. So if we can repeat that, great. Would you ever, are you, if you do raise it, I mean, you'd only just talked about equity. I mean, would you ever consider those something uh, that's non-dilutive like venture debt? Uh, that is something that's come up actually and, and not something I've really considered in the past, but like you are the first person to mention it, but it's something recently that somebody's brought up. You know, venture debt is some uh, one way, even you know, going to the bank and getting a loan if you've got a good cash flow business and you can show that you've got regular income stream. Banks are can, tough though, I mean, because you're going to sign in personal guarantees there. Venture debt, usually they don't, no warrants, no covenants, no personal guarantees typically. Mm, yeah, and they're the pros and cons that we'll be looking into. Uh, yeah. Are you bearish so or I bullish on it? We're very bullish. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, I think strategic money with a, with a good, solid tech company um, would be our best, not just providing some, some good strategic money, but also revenue stream through their own channel partners. Yeah. Very good. Adam, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Oh, Crossing the Chasm from uh, Jeffrey Moore has been a, a great one. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? There is uh, actually Shannon Lucas, who isn't a CEO, but should be. Uh, she is with Ericsson doing their um, global innovation rollout. Uh, so yeah, Shannon Lucas is Customer? an inspiration. Customer? Oh, UiPath. Absolutely. Good. They're incredible. Number- Juggernaut. Sorry, sorry. No, no, no. You're, you, is, is Shannon one of your customers? Oh, is she a customer? No, she's not. Okay, okay. Number three, what billing tool do you guys use? Building tools? A billing, uh, billing. Oh, billing tools. Uh, we use Zero, and we are switching out of Zero. We've built our own. Oh, internal. Interesting. And billing tool that we've used. It's great. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, that's a good one. It varies from seven to four. Okay, so we'll say maybe five and a half there on average, something it's, like that. I would say on average, yeah. And yep. what's your situation? Married, single kids? I'm getting married soon, and I've got five boys. Oh, my gosh. Congratulations. That's great. And how old are you? I'm 46. 46, Four, yeah. 47, <laughs> 46. And uh, last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Oh, boy. That's a, oh, that's a tough one. Um, 
Ooh, a little bit more humility would have been good at my age back then, I think. Yeah, Guys, there you hum- have it. Be humble. More humility back then. Now launched again near me really uh, kind of allows people to build their own version of Facebook internally for their own companies like Intel uh, and uh, and Uplift and some other companies. Launched in 2014 again, now serving 150 companies paying on average a grand per month. So 150 grand per month right now on pure SaaS revenue. That's up from 40 grand per month just a year ago. So healthy growth, totally bootstrapped, which obviously is great. 5% logo churn per year. Net revenue retention though, well over 120% year over year as they you know work towards more kind of enterprise higher value accounts. They've got 25 people based between San Fran, St. Louis, Sydney, and Europe rebranding as platform company here coming up early next year. Adam, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you, Nathan.